Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. On behalf of General Tire, where anywhere is possible, drivers, start your engines!
This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party of NASCAR returns October 12th through 14th. It's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on this week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. All right. Hey, you know the drill. If yesterday was Sunday, today's Monday, and it's time to get rowdy here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. And here for me tonight is my Chi-Town duo, Jackman Jeff and Chi-Town Mark. Welcome back, guys. Hey, hey Rowdy. How you We seem to have a little beeping sound on the show, Rowdy. <laughs> I think that's Jeff back it up. That's what it sounds like. It might be gone. There we now. go. There we go. All right, guys. Hey, welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show tonight. Woo! It's Monday night. It's time to get rowdy. Uh, got my coffee and I'm ready to go. I'm rubbed up, rowdy. Jeff and I were at the races yesterday. Beautiful day. Beautiful races. Had a good time. We're back to talk about it. Well, guys, the way we're going to roll tonight, we got David Derry coming from Rockford Speedway to tell us about uh, his big event he's got going on this weekend. And I think y'all going to be there. Isn't that right, guys? Yeah, we, we are. are, Rowdy. We will be. This is, uh, I think this is the first big race I ever took you to was Rockford, wasn't it, Joe? Uh, probably pretty close, yeah. Back in nineteen eighty nine, six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. Well, let's face it, Dick Trickle was still racing short tracks, so it's been a while. Yep. And I'll never Smoking in the car. The first, I'll, I'll, rem- I'll never remember one of the first things Mark ever told me there because we used to stand in the pits right in front of the grandstands. If a car ever starts coming to you, you start going that way. <laughs> We've had to do that more than once on occasion, haven't we? Yep. Well, as close as we like to get, you better be ready to run at any moment, guys. <laughs> Nashville is a real, a real example. I was cocked and ready to run. You have to be, Rowdy. You have to be up here eyes in the back of your head sometimes and really be listening to what's going on around you and uh, uh, just being in the pit area anyways, you have to be aware of your your surroundings all the time and remember that the cars have the right of way, not the pedestrian. Well, guys, I, at 810, uh, we've got Ed, Christian Ekins calling in Eastern Time. Uh, Christian's what, he's got two more races left, or will he be eligible? He won't be eligible to race at Kansas, will he, 
guys, that intermediate track in No, Kansas. I don't think he's old enough yet. 17, Lucas Oil, I think, will be the la- his last race. So. We'll be Christian there to see him. I, I talked to Christian in Salem, and he's like, uh, hey, what was the deal? We, I wanted on Monday night after the show. I said, <laughs> you, had, you had practice at Lucas Oil was the deal. It wasn't me. <laughs> so, so we got right, Christian coming out in tonight. Uh, well, he, I, you know what? It's good that these these drivers and, and crew chiefs and owners, everybody wants to be on the show, Rowdy. We try to get as many people as we can on, and uh, we've got a couple of good ones tonight. Well, uh, I'm sure David's busy as I'll get out trying to get ready for his event this weekend. Well, I've been emailing back and forth the past few days between uh, the the Speedway and and myself, and uh, one of the problems we had about getting David on this evening was at 6.30 they're having an all-employee meeting. So I'm sure they're getting ready for the National Short Track Championships this weekend and getting everybody rubbed up. Short week for them. They just finished racing this past weekend. And they're going to be starting the race on Friday night uh, and go through multiple divisions until they end up on Sunday with the uh, 200 lap super late mile national short track championship race. So uh, a lot of racing at Rockford this weekend. Uh, If you want to see some good racing, get on the schedule, look at what they're running on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. I guarantee there's going to be a division you're going to enjoy watching race there. Well, Mark, you know, it's a great time to be racing now. The weather, like, it's breaking, and and I know in Illinois it's even nicer than it is here in Alabama. It's it's in the 60s right now, upper 60s. It's nice and pleasant out, Rowdy. I think we're supposed to have a little rain the next day or so. But for the most part, we're having a pretty nice fall, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, The colors are going to start changing shortly, and, and it's just a beautiful time of year to be up there. Well, it wasn't that long ago, guys. We was just just starving to be able to get to Daytona. And now look at us. Here we are getting down to the end of the – with only two races left. One of those was a rain out, so. Yeah, we're uh, – luckily they were able to reschedule the Lucas Oil Raceway race. Uh, that's such a good event, Rowdy. I'm sorry that, you know, Track Enterprises had to reschedule like that, but I think it's going to do really well on its makeup date, and uh, it's going to be well attended. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Any race at WI or at Lucas Air is worth going to. Well, I'm, I think I'm going to be lucky enough to make that one, guys. So... We're looking forward to seeing you, Rowdy, and then we're going to see you the following weekend down at Talladega. We've got a busy fall ahead of us with races, guys, and we're going to be covering quite a few still. So uh, everybody kick back and join on Monday nights when we bring you all the action from the weekend. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to it, guys. And then Talladega falls in the next week. Well, you know what? We we had we had our home race here in Chicago and earlier this summer and 
Unfortunately, you weren't able to come up, Jeff, and I covered the event. And uh, next year, we're getting your butt up here to our home track, Rowdy. We've been to Dagon a few times. we got to get you up here, my friend. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Well, guys, let's bring on our next guest, our first guest for tonight. All right, everybody, I'd like to welcome David Derry from Rockford Speedway to the show, to the Rowdy Maglite show tonight. Welcome, David. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are you guys doing? Man, we're doing good. I know you're busy. you got to be busy, David. you got a big show coming up this weekend. Yeah, it's normal in this race life we all live in. People think you just open the gates and everything happens, but it's a lot of work behind the scenes, I'll say that. Well, you got the National Short Track Championship. Uh, that should bring out some some awesome talent to, the, to your track, David. Yep, this is our uh, 53rd version of it. Been doing it that long. Rockford Speedway just celebrated our 71st season. Uh, racing here at Rockford, Illinois. So I always like to end the season on a big special. We've got a big three-day event coming up, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Our local guys are here on Friday night. Uh, Saturday we bring in the limited late models, our big eight series. This is a feature event, 108-lap feature that night. And then on Sunday afternoon we do a 200-lap super late model uh, national short track championship event. Hey, uh, Jeff, you're live with David Derry from Rockford Speedway. Hey, David, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule and being on the show tonight. No problem. I love it. Hey, um, I was, before we talk about this weekend, can we kind of, can you kind of talk, talk to the people who don't know about Rockford Speedway, some of the history that goes back in and how far it goes back and how the Speedway came about? Certainly. Uh, back in the original days, there were eight investors back in the 40s, and uh, each guy was in business. One guy was the beer distributor, one guy was the lumberman, one was the excavator. Everybody that had their own businesses all got together, put the speedway together. Originally designed, at that time the midgets were hot, so it was originally designed as a midget track, so we're a quarter-mile high-banked uh, asphalt track back in the day. And then uh, in the early 60s, we added the figure-eight track to the uh, mix. But throughout those uh, periods, my father got involved in the uh, early 60s because actually my uncle was one of the eight investors as a car dealer. He was that side of it. So anyway, my father ended up buying everybody out, took sole ownership in 1967. And, uh, you know, his premise is always, well, we're a racetrack, but we're an entertainment facility. And we happen to call ourselves a racetrack. Always says this should be an entertainment. I refer to the Speedway as a giant stage. You know, we do not only stock car racing, um, about 30 years ago, we started doing trailer races, bus races. We started doing a little little bit of different stuff. And as we've known today, that, that kind of stuff uh, brings in the fans. They might not be race fans. That's what we try and convert them over to be. But 
So that's where Rockford got its uh, got its name. And in 1976, my father instituted back in the back in the day. It was called the Rockford Rules. Uh, late models put everybody on an eight-inch tire, two-barrel carburetor. Restricted the what they could do, and uh, we carry that tradition today with our big eight series, which is a traveling series up here in the Midwest. But that's what we run here weekly on Saturday nights. Pro late models, you know, different versions for around the country. But as we all know, racing has gotten very expensive. Uh, Technology is outgrowing us and our tech guys. So um, we're under the belief you got to keep it simple to get more competitors, keep everybody competitive, and give everybody a fair shot at it. But in the likes of the Rockford, many, uh, at least at the National Short Track Championships, uh, Mark Martin, back when he was 16 or 17, somewhere in that age, when he was just getting into, getting in big in the world, he came to Rockford, won the Short Track Championship, and still claims it as his biggest win of his career. Um, and many know Dick Trickles won this event many times. Uh, Rusty Wallace competed in this. Uh, the list goes on and on. Yeah, you know, after 53, 52 years, it's quite a list of uh, winners. Many times local favorite up here, Joe Shear, uh, won this event, I believe, eight times. So there's, there's, there's a lot of history here. i got to say that. Now, can you talk about the configuration of the track? We know it's a quarter mile. Can you talk about the bankings and the stretches and the and the, and the turns and the straightaways? Yes, the uh, straightaways here are 50 feet wide, and I believe it's a four degree bank. Turns go into Rockford at uh, the highest banking point is 22 degrees. Uh, hasn't been paved here in a long, long time, so there is no progressive banking. Essentially a two-groove racetrack for the late models. Some of our slower divisions can uh, can muscle around in the, in, uh, in the three grooves. We have ran the uh, wing sprint cars here. It would be the fastest lap, and they turned an 11.9-second lap uh, last year. And that's, that's hauling the mail here at Rockford. Super lates are about in the 12-and-a-half to upper 12s. And our uh, our weekly late model is about a 13.5 uh, lap time. So carry a lot of speed at Rockford. Definitely a handling track, not a horsepower track. A tight turn, you know. It's, she's only a quarter mile. But the fun part about all that is if I ever would build a racetrack somewhere else, it would be a quarter mile. To me, it's all the excitement there right in front of you. You can run almost any kind of car or bus or whatever you want on the, the place. So, also a great show for the fans, right in front of your face, right in front of your eyes. So, as uh, so me and Mark attest to that, because we've been going there for many years. Probably I've been going back since in the '80s, since I moved to Illinois. Um, and Mark's been going longer than I. Yeah, it is a great facility. Yeah, we keep working away at it. Uh, exciting things that nobody sees. Last winter, I was able to install drainage uh, with some 
in the infield of the racetrack, you know, if we'd get a couple inches of rain, we'd have to pump out the bottoms. We had a retention pond in the bottom of turn three and four. You know, all that's gone. It's all replaced by three 36-inch manholes that get wow. the water out of It's just amazing how much uh, quicker the place dries up, uh, at least the racetrack. So when we do have rain issues, we don't have puddles on the bottom of the racetrack and mud getting shot up all over everything. So that was an exciting addition uh, from us on our last year. So keep plugging away at it. How was Rockford able to survive so well? Because back in the days when I first started coming out there, there was nothing around there. But if you go out there to Rockford now, you got everything you got hospitals, all the big box stores, all kinds of stores around. How were you able to sustain such a long presence there? With with in, and you see all these other tracks just going by the wayside. Well, I know in the boom there, you know, back in the uh, in the nineties, there a real estate boom. Things was getting tight. I know the our local community started looking a little deeper into our operation. They wanted the land to turn into a, a big box store, obviously, for the tax or whatever they wanted out of it. But the best thing that really happened is the economy kind of went to heck. And now all the cities around us are back embracing us. Oh, they're they're bringing tourism dollars to the city. They're, we're filling the, the restaurants right across the street from us. And the people are shopping at the box stores. So they do like us. Um, right across the street, we have a Menards Home Improvement Store, and uh, sometimes they don't like us. For example, we, like last year, we did a smoky burnout contest. The wind was going right at that store, and they've got those big opening doors. They said it smelled like smoke in there the whole next day, or for two days. So that's a little issue, but. You know, we occasionally we'll get a few of the neighbors that move in, and uh, they'll call. And it's a funny story. My mother took one this spring and said, well, we just moved in here. And she said, well, either you need to move or you need to come over and go to the races and see what it's all about. So the neighborhood, you know, they put up with us. It's amazing how far how far, far the sound will travel. Um I essentially live about seven miles from the speedway, and on a right wind day, overcast cloud day, you could hear the roar. You, know, you have to listen for it, but you could hear the roar of the, the engines. And Like I say, but the community's pretty much got behind us again, and we're a positive for them, so that's all good. I like that. All right, let's talk about this weekend. What can we expect? Uh, it's a three-day weekend. What can we expect like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Can you kind of give us a little rundown of your schedule? Sure. Uh, Friday night, a bunch of our regular local guys, pretty much like we like to call it. Our divisions, um, the bandit cars, sportsmen, late models, roadrunners, and sixers all have championship features that night. Saturday afternoon, we uh, kick off faster than a speeding bullet qualifying. Kind of a unique... Uh, trophy for the fast qualifiers for this event. It's actually an old well now it's a replica military arterial shell, if I'm saying that right. 
So it stands about 30 inches tall. It looks like a, a mini missile. We have those lettered up faster than a speeding, uh, faster than a speeding bullet. And uh, we can't find those anymore. So as I said, it's a replica. We make them. Uh, I have them made out of wood, but it's a very coveted prize just for qualifying. And you know, guys, how qualifying can be um, not the most exciting event, but the guys sure love that uh, unique trophy. We get that done on Saturday, then Saturday night kicking off at 5 o'clock. The Modifieds will be here. Uh, the American Short Tracker, which is four-cylinder Mustang-style cars. The Sportsman, and then the Big 8 Series, which, again, is the uh, a limited late model, part of the Big 8 Traveling Series. Uh, they do 108 laps, and that's always a door-slamming, spark-flying event here at Rockford. And then uh, Sunday afternoon, we kick off at 12.30 with the vintage cars here, the mid-American cars. They run a 50-lap feature. And then on the wrap-up Sunday afternoon, 200 laps for the super late models, the National Short Track Championships. So a big weekend, camp grounding out in the parking lot. Come stay, camp for free. Uh, be here the whole weekend. Traditional bonfires and parties galore going in the, the parking lot. A lot of stories get told, couches get burned, uh, we've had mudslides, we've had mud bowling, and, you know, this time of year, these are going to be beautiful, cold, or rainy, so pick your day or pick your weekend. Uh, here in Northern Illinois, it's, you never know. <laughs> All right, Dave, I want to say thanks for being on the show, taking that time, and uh, I'm going to turn you over to Mark, and he's got some questions for you. Okay. Good deal. Good talking to you. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, David, Mark Collinson. Uh So glad you're on the show tonight. I, I was one of the ones really pushing. Uh, we've been trying to get the, the short track uh, guys on the show more often, and, and uh, we're, we're glad we're able to get you on and do this. Well, I'm glad I could do it, too. I, uh, Sorry, I didn't get back to you guys earlier. We just had a big eight uh, series race up at Elko Speedway Saturday night. So I was just getting getting my stuff back underneath me and getting ready for this weekend. So, <laughs> Like I said, we appreciate it. We know you have a meeting to go to this, this evening, so I won't keep you too long. Uh, when you mentioned the Mark Martin race uh, and winning the, the championship, uh, I happened to be there. Uh, and it brought oh, yeah. back a lot of memories. <laughs> I've been to a few. I've been to a few national short track championships through the years. So I want to say uh, it was 1976. I don't have to verify I that, my, but I think my first short track championship was 1973, if I'm not mistaken. So I've been to a few. You've been around and seen them, yeah. My gosh, yeah, 73. Mike Miller won that, and, and uh, Mark yes, Martin, sir. 19. 77. I take that back. I was off a year there. But yeah, if you ask him today, he'll, he still <laughs> remembers that. No, I I, uh, I was always a Mark Martin fan, and I just remembered how special that day was when he did win the championships with that that bright orange car. Yeah, yep, uh, exactly. He was he was he was still a little kid back then, so. Yeah, and a lot but, of history here. You know the guys. 
and over the years we've had different sanctioning bodies being part of it and you know Mike Alexander came in with the NASCAR deal and won everything in 86 and you know Richie Bickle's back he was won it in 1990 but he's he'll be here this trying trying to win his third trip and there's a couple of guys Casey Johnson uh hot shoe here in southern Wisconsin two years ago won the Saturday night late model race the big eight race and then on Sunday won the 200 lapper and the only other person to do that was Joe Shear uh, a multi-time track champion and a star from this area. He did that back in, I think it was 1987, or 97, excuse me. So well, I, don't know if I, I got a couple of guys doing double duty this weekend, but still a lot of great racing going on. Always short track well, racing. You, you might be rubbing some bumpers and some doors. It's, it's such a unique event, and it's about the oldest end-of-the-season special event there there is. I mean, uh, we were at the Snowball Derby's 50th last year, and we were at the 50th for Rockford, and I just saw that next year is the 50th for Oktoberfest, and it's making me feel old, David. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to the club, because uh, I've been around <laughs> for a long of them, too, because, yeah, and that's, you know, if you look at it today, how many uh, tracks have these season end specials, it, it, it's, and I understand why. It's, you know, we're at least for area tracks with us, we got to you know, coordinate so we're not all racing on the same weekend. And um, it just it almost kind of waters it down a little bit, but it is what it is. You know, we two weeks ago we had a, a night of thrills, we call it, with jet cars and monster trucks and school bus racing and had a great crowd for that. So hopefully we can get some of those people converted to stock car racing. You know, at least they had to. They, they made the attempt to come here, so that's why we do all that other crazy stuff. Is just, well, get him in the door once, and the racing's gotta hook him. You know, they don't well, see the excitement, and the kids come along, and it's it's the kids. It's what you do for the kids there, also. Uh, you make it special for you know a family do come to the racetrack, and and that's very important nowadays because if we don't get the younger generation involved, we won't have racing in the future. Exactly, and that's you know I've we've tried different things, the, the drifters and all these other sorts of stuff with these tuner cars, and um, and really our biggest success this year is we started a V6 class only, stock cars, take the glass out. I mean, this is how all all divisions started, obviously, you know, but um, well, we were up to like 30 cars. Our last race of the year with them, and getting a lot of young blood in that way because it's the EFI. You know, there's no carburetors. These kids know they don't know what a carburetor is anymore. Hate to say it. <laughs> you know, that's but yeah, it's a it's a changing world, isn't it? That is true. So try to stay along, keep up with it. If you can do that, you'll be in the business for a while. Well, we'll try to track you down Saturday or Sunday, Dave, but uh, Jeff and I will be attending the, the races this weekend, and it's always one of our, our favorite shows, and we get to a lot of races a year. So uh, thanks so much for keeping Rockford, Rockford. Uh, All right. Any shout-outs any shout you want to give anybody before I let you go? No, I just, there's, you know, I'd love to thank all my staff and my family and everybody that's been involved in the 
71 years at Rockford Speedway. There's a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, just happens that you don't have to worry about. Like I went, like I said, we went to a big eight race up at Elko Speedway Saturday and boy, we had to do this and do this and do this. And when you got a good staff, all that stuff just falls into place. You really don't right. worry about it. Step away from it and you don't have those people there. It's, oh, well, you, you know, you got to think for everybody and think everything through and make sure it's all done. But it takes a big team, you know, and same way with all the racers. It's not just the driver, you know, it's the, the crew, the sponsor, the, the wife, the kids. Racing takes a lot. <laughs> everybody. I certainly appreciate everybody that. Everybody is involved. He's doing dang right, so. Well, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. We know you got to get to your meeting. Uh, take it easy on your employees. Don't don't be too hard on them tonight. All right? <laughs> yeah, we'll be okay. Well, good. We'll see you guys this weekend then. We'll we'll see you this weekend, David. Thank you so much for being on the show. You have a great all week right. now. You bet. Thank you. Bye. Hey, and y'all gonna be live there this weekend for all that excitement. We are, Rowdy. Uh, I think it was the first race I ever took Jeff to when we first met. Was um, I took him out to Rockford for the National Short Track Championships. And he got hooked just as bad as I did from one visit. So, uh, it, it's just a special time of year. It's a special track. It's a special event. It's the oldest of the short track, end-of-the-year short track shows. It, you know, it's older than, than the Snowball Derby, Rowdy. And uh, that's saying something. Yeah. Mark, what do you think about Rockford? Jeff? Rockford. Uh, it's, a, it's a great little quarter mile track. Like the bank, it's the, like you said, it's uh, the, the banking is like 22 degrees banking. Uh, it's like 50 feet wide in the turns, 40 feet wide in the straightaways with an eight degree banking. So like you said, it's a two groove track and it's not a progressive, but it's 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 a great it's a like you said it's not a like he says it's a you have to race the racetrack. Cheese grater. Not too much. It's it's an older it's an older surface. Uh, Jeff, what do you kind of compare to say a short track version of Darlington? Yeah. Uh. I don't think it's quite two grooves. I think it's a groove and a half. And to make that second groove, you, you, they have to get a little physical. So, so that makes things interesting at Rockford. And uh, uh, you're always in traffic. You're never, on, you know, even on the straightaways, you're always in traffic. You start 20-some cars. It's only a quarter of a mile. You're always dealing with lap traffic. You're, you're never off-running by yourself. So you have to race the track. You have to race the competitors. It's it's just a good combination, and it's all like David Deary said. It's all happening right in front of you. You don't have to move. It's it's all right there with an eye shot. Well, uh, I I like you know short track racing is what I think found in NASCAR. These super speedways. I love the super speedways, but to see a race short track. I don't well, know if it's just the sure speed of the super speedways, but 
it's hard to say I like a short track better than a super speedway, but you take Nashville. I mean, my gosh, what a racing facility that is. It's, as far as racing, it, there's a lot of improvements around it, but the surface and the racing is, is as good as you're going to get, Mark. Well, it's the same thing with Rockford, Rowdy. He, uh, you know, like David was, you know, mentioning, uh, they have residential areas not far from the track. They have commercial. Uh, they have uh, medical. Uh, it all surrounds the racetrack, and the track's kind of on an island all by itself, surrounded by all this modern uh, times. And uh, going back to Rockford is almost like going back in time a little bit. You know, you, you're you're in a different era. And uh, I think part of that's because Jeff and I have been going there for so long, we have so many memories from the place that uh, it, it's just it's just a magical magical racetrack for us to go to one of my top tens uh on my favorite list so uh yeah I, i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to the following week i my favorite racetrack basically is the next one i'm going to folks so if you haven't figured that one out yet <laughs> well that's coming close and fast that's what it is Twenty days, nineteen days. It's getting closer. We we so, got the Dagadoo uh, group coming on. Probably next week. Or Jason from the, over at South Park was probably who we'll start we're with a, first. We're gonna have a full show next week, Rowdy. I think there's a couple of guests we need to have on. Adam Mackey being one of them, the promoter of the Lucas Oil race. Uh, we have to have the Dig and Do Club on, uh, the other Terry, like you said, uh, and I think we have another guest, uh, uh, Kevin Ramsell, possibly we're going to have on from the Arca Midwest Tour. Uh, the October race at Lacrosse Fairgrounds Raceway is next weekend, or the weekend after Rockford, excuse me. So uh, another end of the year special. Their their 50th will be. This is their 49th. Their 50th is next year. So this one's been going on a while too, Rowdy. A lot of good racing going on right now, folks. I'm telling you. This is the this is when the cream rises at the top, Rowdy. All the big races are at the end of the year for a reason. And uh, uh, they pay big money. They big laughs. They're longer distances. Uh, uh, they got to create memories for us to last through the winter because uh, after that, we don't have anything. We have snow to look forward to. So. Uh, we we need those long distance races and uh, and those memories to keep us warm for these long winters up north. Well, Mark, our next guest is in class right now. We're waiting on him to get out. Christian Ekins. Uh, let's let's stop this a minute and play this, and we'll be right back. All right, Rupert. Thanks, 
Welcome back. Hey, can't get. I'm just getting ready for the smoky fires at Talladega, and that's not far away. But join us, join us tonight. We got Tim the Spank calling in. Hey, welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Tim. 
thanks for having me, guys. And you talking about the smoke here at Talladega Super Speedway, it ain't going to be far off, brother. Uh, 1000Bubs.com, race weekend here. I understand. I know you're going to be here, and I understand Mark's coming down also. It's going to be a big deal there with the uh, in the in the playoffs here at the Monsters NASCAR Cup Series and also the NASCAR Camper Royal Truck Series. If you had never watched a NASCAR Camper Royal Truck Series race at a Super Speedway, you two guys can vow for what I fit and say. It's white knuckle weekend, like say back in the day. It's a great weekend. Hey, the weather's going to be perfect. There's no excuse. Free camping in three different locations for the price of a ticket. It makes for a great weekend. The kids are free for the truck race. No reason not to come out. Yeah, that's right, Randy. You know, uh, Russell sent me the press release from Tidal Super Speedway last week. Uh, their premier series campgrounds in in the infield RV park and all that was sold out. So they actually added another paddock RV parking over there. You guys know where the ARCA Series garage is here every every spring. They added some RV slots there too, so uh, probably gonna be a wow. great crowd, guy. It's I, I can't wait till uh, Friday and Saturday night on the Boulevard with the Dagadu Club and everybody that participates in the Boulevard. Tim, I, I don't know if you and Suzanne ever go walking through there, but it's a sight to behold. I had never been rowdy, and I know the Degadoo Club, and I know all y'all put on a great show out there on uh, the boulevard. It's what they call it inside the uh, 2.66 mile monster. We call it Talladega Super Speedway. No, I've never been. Uh, Russell's been on me about about going, but rowdy, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell my age. I'm 48 years old, and going out there covering everything on a Saturday morning, trying to get all the covers out to our listeners and on our websites with Stephen Wood tonight, SpeedwayDigest.com. It just it just takes a lot out of us. And uh, but I'm going to try to go this year because uh, Cedar and Amber Ray they're going to come down. They're making their first trip here to this 2.66 mile monster. So Stephen and his wife Amber Ray they'll be here covering everything also. So I think we all need to get together and go to the big one on the boulevard that I had ever been, but I still want to be home early. Yeah. Is that before midnight or after? <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Mark make it. Uh, Mark, well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not throwing you on you the know, We'll let Mark make it. Oh, since he's just a little bit older. <laughs> the, the problem with with Jeff and I is we, we we're just so race nuts we end up going to the short track for a while on Saturday night route or Rowdy and Tim and uh the racing over there is just so much fun we get back and do a little bit of the the boulevard but we're wiped out by then. Yeah, that's right, Mark, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Mike Donahue and Rita Donahue over there at Talladega Short Track, they put on one hell of a dirt show. Every race weekend here at Tyler Silver Speedway on Saturday nights, and that gives the fans something else to go to. I mean, there's just so much to do, guys. If you don't really, you need to come down a few days early, spend some time, go to the International Sports Hall of Fame, which is right there adjacent to the Tyler Silver Speedway, right outside of Turn Four. There's a lot of big name cars in there, and there's, you know, like I said, there's so much to do. Like you mentioned, the the short track, uh, the big one on the Boulevard. The concerts that Russell and Grant put on there—it's just—it's just a big, great weekend, and uh, and 
at a time in the season in October when it's fall, the temperatures are great. We normally don't have that much rain. You might have a passing shower or so, but when the temperatures fall like that, it's uh, it's fall and dig it, baby. I'm ready for it, too. It's getting here, Tim. It being a little early race, I don't think we're gonna. it's going to have a real cold spell, but, you know, when it was in the later October, there was some times we had some cold nights, but... I think everybody's ready for a little cold weather. That's right, Rowdy. And to just actually talk a little bit about that, when it used to be on the weekend of Halloween, they called it Holladega. And I remember there was one morning, Suzanne, I got up. Mark, there was one morning, Suzanne, the guy got up. She was going to wear shorts. I said, you wear them shorts, whatever you want to do. Met a couple of my guys that worked with at Coosevelt Electric. We went out there. I had on pants. And I took me a jacket. And they all laughed at me. Well, we was trying to stand outside Suzanne's vehicle, going to eat that sausage biscuit we got there, and they was freezing to death. And guess what? Tim had on a pair of long pants and a jacket, and it was like in the <laughs> upper 30s. <laughs> well, you just have to dress for that time, you know. Uh, we're we're we've getting been the cool weather here now, guys. It just makes for I'm fast racing. I mean, yeah, that's right, Roddy. That's right. The cooler the temperature, the more RPMs and energy to throw out and direct to the grip. Tim, who y'all got on your show tomorrow night? We've got uh, from MRN Radio, uh, Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel 90, Morning Drive, host of the Morning Drive, and also on from NBC Sports. We've got uh, Mike Bagley coming on, and then after that, we've got a uh, driver of the number three, Childress Vineyards. Chevy Camaro in the NASCAR experience here. My good friend Shane Lee had a had a P9 finish this past week of, weekend up there in Richmond. He's going to also join us. And uh, got a big show. If y'all want to call in, ask Bagman a question or two and ask Shane Lee a question. I think Shane Lee's probably going to be your next big-time driver coming in. This is my opinion. And, you know, opinions is like everybody's got one. But I think Shane Lee's going to be the next guy coming in. After Ross Chastain, Ross Chastain has really burnt the circuit up coming from J.D. Motorsports going over to Ganassi. He finished P2 this weekend up there. And uh, Shane Lee, one of my good friends, he's a big old boy, y'all. He's a big old boy. But uh, he can drive a hell out of a race car. I want to thank We remember Shane him to market, Tim. Yeah, Shane's been yeah. on the show twice, uh, Mark. Yeah, Shane's yeah. – we, we're just glad well, he, he, he's been on. Yeah, he's a wheel he's man. Quietly, he's definitely a wheel man. Yes, he is. I agree, Tim. He just had Chase Briscoe was in the '77 car, and Shane was in the '22. That's right. I had forgot all about that. I forgot all about, about all the Arker stuff because I know you guys stay up on it, Stephen, and I stay up on the uh, up on the NASCAR side, and. Uh, I try to stay up a little bit of NHRA also. You know, we try, try to make it a mix. And uh want to thank y'all for doing what y'all do for us, for the site. And it just – we all sort of combine to combine all of Motorsports Series. Uh, Stephen Wilson got a guy down in uh, in South Florida, Adam Jason Sinclair. I'm going to throw his name out there. He uh, he writes for StephenSpeedwayDigest.com, and he covers a lot of the F1 stuff, the open wheel stuff. So – We've got it basically covered from the basement to the third floor, if I can say, brother. <laughs> We're trying. 
Well, you know, it's like Shane Lee. We're, we're glad to see Shane moving up because, you know, it wasn't that long ago he was in an ARCA car trying to get to the situation he's in now. And now he's uh, he's lining himself up for a good good a good team. That's right, Rowdy. And, Mark, just to let you and uh, – I think I told Rowdy, but just to let you know, uh, I was fortunate enough to – I was interviewing Shane Lee. Uh, okay. This past spring here at Tyler Duke Super Speedway, right after his qualifying run, you know, you've been here, Mark. They bring the cars in where they line up media, which most of the media is uh, TV. But uh, I sort of slipped in there, and uh, Shane was sitting <laughs> on the pole. And uh, Stephen was back in Richmond. He was manning the uh, studio, and Suzanne was right there with me. I had all my paperwork, and I had to look around the extended garage to see the scoring pylon. Well, Shane was still P1. He was still sitting on the pole. Well, when I, whenever Stephen sent me live, I was talking to Shane Lee as the pole sitter. And then uh, Shane sort of uh, sort of pointed, and I looked, and I said, well, Shane, I guess I jinxed you, brother. But uh, I got to interview the pole sitter there for just a minute. <laughs> a fading minute in racing, isn't it? That's right. And you y'all y'all guys know it can change in a heartbeat, but when you get the opportunity when the PR guy brings you up there to do an interview, you go with what you got. And just like my good friend Woody Cannon at MRN said, he said if you mess up, keep going. Don't nobody know because you're radio. Yeah. <laughs> exactly That's why we right. like it so much. Yeah, the, your best laid plan. Nobody never knows it unless you tell it went wrong. It never goes right, Rowdy. You know that. You've been there with us. And uh, we also, we do have a radio room, guys, for Talladega this fall. So we'll be doing some live stuff every how often y'all want to do it. You know, like I said, I know Stephen Wilson's coming down. Him and his wife, I.M., is going to be their first trip here to this 2.66-mile monster. But uh, Russell has granted us a radio room. So we have a spot to do some radio stuff. Like, Rowdy, I want to thank you for helping Suzanne and I back in the spring, but the Internet just didn't work right, and we had to fold up. But now I think it's going to be okay. We're going to be able to do, think, uh, yeah. we're going to be able to do a uh, two-hour show Saturday and a two-hour show Sunday. But we can't uh, conflict with the TV network, which would be NBC Sports, so we'll have to do it prior or either after. And I'm... I'm pretty sure you guys want to do it prior. Though. We'll walk around, talk to some drivers and all that. But I want to give a big shout-out to Russell Branham, Grant Lynch, Eric Todd, Super Spillie for allowing us to do a live show from a radio room where we actually got some comfort. We will be right across the hall from uh, from Clara B. Lane, Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel Man. Looking forward to it, Tim. I am, Amen, too. Brother. Very much so. Me, too, Mark. Well, we're getting ready. We're waiting on Christian to call in uh, now, Mark and uh, Tim. So he uh, he should be just about winded up class. Well, you know, we've been talking a little bit about ARCA drivers and coming up through the ranks. And uh, <clears throat> I think Jeff and I saw uh, the next ARCA driver, uh to come up through the ranks in the next year or two, I think we're going to see him, uh, Carson yeah. Koppel. Carson's yeah. got the talent. He's just a nice kid. We we, uh, we we talked with Carson. We talked with his father, Travis, yesterday at the racetrack uh, for quite an extensive amount of time. And, and uh, we just chatted away. And 
Bottom line, Travis said, is he's just a good kid. And that's nice to hear. Mark, he's got a broad future, don't he? He does, Rowdy. I guess next season's a little up in the air for him. Uh, he has the possibility of having a, uh, a full-time ride in the uh, in the uh, upper Midwest. Uh, but it depends on another driver and what happens with him. And we just won't go into names right now in situations. It's just too up in the air, but uh, hopefully things will work out. And Carson will have a first-class ride and be able to show his talents next season. He's had a pretty decent season this year, hasn't he? He has. He uh, he runs, uh, I think it's Millbridge Speedway in uh, just outside Charlotte. Uh, they run the dirt carts there and the quarter midgets and that type of car. Uh, and he's been a champion there. He's a winner there. Uh, he's been able to take the sales into the asphalt end of it and show that he can do it just as well on asphalt. So I think he's just one of those talented drivers who, it, you know, just comes naturally to them, Rowdy. Uh, Chandler Smith, Christian Eckes, our next guest, uh, just to name a couple. Uh, I, I think we're going to be seeing uh, Carson in the Arca Series shortly. Well, y'all both know we're going through a driver evolution here again. Uh, this is like the third time I've witnessed it in my lifetime. And uh, the good thing is is we we know a lot of the younger drivers that have moved are moving up, Mark. That's one of our better benefits. It is, Rowdy, and hopefully we'll be able to keep in contact with these drivers as they move up to the ranks, and we'll just be able to expand the show more and more as the years go on, and uh, that's kind of our plan. Uh, we hope it works out that way, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll take it, and we'll take it to the limit, and we'll see how far we can take her. Well, we got Chase Briscoe coming back down, isn't it, this weekend, or for the Lucas Oil in a couple of weeks to race? A couple of weeks, uh, about 10 days off, 11 days off. Uh, October 6th is the rain date uh, at Lucas Oil Raceway. Uh, the start time is 7.15 Eastern time. Uh, the uh, Thunder Roadsters, I think they're called, will be racing also with the uh, the ARCA Series. And they should be an interesting add-on uh, to watch. And uh, uh, just, just another added event for, for the racetrack. I would say Bob Lemon would be there in his, wouldn't you, Mark? His roadster. I hope Bob's there. We we haven't talked with Bob for a while. We got to get Bob back on the show and talk a little history in the off season. Uh, he, he's such a great guest, and he can just go on and on and and uh, take up. A, he almost takes up the whole show. We almost have to give him the whole show, don't we, Robbie? Exactly. I mean, if you want to know anything about Winchester, which is a historic short track. Hey, that's on the bucket yeah. list to go go to Winchester. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. And, and you know, guys, if I can. Most... Go on, Tim. If I can, if I can, can I jump in? Y'all were talking about driver uh, change over, you know, the NASCAR side, too. I want to get y'all thoughts on, on uh, this. 
the uh, the NASCAR, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, they went through a through a big change also. You know, Jeff Gordon stepped out, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. stepped out, Greg Biffle, Carl Edwards, just to name a lot. And, you know, Ryan Neiman made a statement at a uh, at the press conference there at Richmond this weekend that uh, he is no longer going to drive the number 31 for uh, Richard Shooters Racing. He's going over to a Roush. There's just so much stuff going on, guys. The number 78, uh, Martin Truex Jr., Barney Visser, they're shutting down shop. Rumor is Martin might be going to the 19 for Joe Gibbs Racing. I mean, you know, guys, this is uh, – we're going through a big change right now, not only in the Arca Series but the uh, Premier Series here in NASCAR. Well, you know, Tim, we kind of expect it here for those because of the youth of the talent going up. But we've done cycled into a system now that, I mean, look, Gordon, uh, hey, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me within the next year to hear Jimmy Johnson say the same thing. I mean, uh, front row motors, that, that was shocking to me. You finally get to the mountaintop and now you're ready to quit. Exactly. You know, I just want to sort of get y'all thoughts on that, too. And, you know, with our good friend Ron Devine with BK Racing, you know, he had to file chapter whatever he did. And then, like you mentioned, front row. Front row got the number 23. I mean, there's a lot going on, guys. And we could talk about it all night, but I want to jump in and throw my two cents out there. I mean, you know, this new RTA, the RTA deal with these charters that Rob Coffman started years ago, Every media site has tried to get Rob Kaufman to come on, including Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90, and Rob Kaufman has declined to come on, especially when the question was brought up about number 78, Furniture Row Racing, out of Denver, Colorado, and uh, Mr. Vister stepping down. I mean, you know, is it – I'm not trying to take over y'all's radio show, but, I mean, you know, what uh, What do we need to do to keep this from happening in the future? And Exactly how much is this RTA deal worth to a uh, to a cup thing? It just is. Steve and I we have reached out to Rob Kaufman, and uh, I'm not scared to say it. Uh, we have been declining for an interview that I think Rob needs to stand up and uh, get some kahana and let everybody know what's the deal with this RTA stuff. Exactly how much is the cup team worth, and is it worth what it is now? First, what it was when they first started. I don't know. I might be stirring up a can of worms. I just want to get y'all's thoughts on it, Martin, uh, Rowdy. Oh, go ahead, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I stirred it up, Rowdy. My bad. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. I mean, look where NASCAR was. 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, and where, it, where what it's facing now. I mean, yeah, there's exactly a lot right. of hurdles there. I, I mean, uh, I know. I don't want to put y'all on the spot, but when uh, Rob Kaufman declines the interview with Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90, uh, you know, you started all this. I mean, you know, stand up and <laughs> stand up and Sound of speaky peace, bro. Well, Mark, you got anything to <laughs> I'm just trying to absorb it all. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I, 
it, it's it's just trying to take it all in and trying to 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 dissect it. They have a reply, and it's it's left me a little speechless. And you know that's not easy for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. Like I said, I didn't I didn't I didn't want to put you or Ratty on the spot. Uh, I just got to talking about it, and it just come out. Ratty, tell you, I'm going to tell you what. I'll tell you what's it's, on my it's mind. It's Monday night. It's the Rowdy Maglite show, Tim. That's right. You never know what's going to come out of come out of this. That's country. right. But now, anyway, I just want to throw it throw that out there, gentlemen. I want to thank y'all for having me on. I know y'all got a big show. Y'all got a guest coming up. But again, thank you very much for having me, and thank y'all very much for whatever y'all do. That uh, everything y'all do for the for the sport and for the uh, Speedway Digest Radio Network and. Uh, if I get caught up on the carpet tomorrow by NASCAR, I guess I'll just get caught up on the carpet. I told, I told my piece. <laughs> well, well I'll hey, on the carpet with you anytime, Tim. You know the 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 thing is, uh, Tim, is we're, we're talking about a sport that we dearly love, and we hate to see it in the situation that it's been in. You know, exactly, buddy. Uh, you know, you've been part of it since back in the day, and then I'm. Uh, this gentleman, I'm going to call him a gentleman. This gentleman, Rob Coughlin, comes in here and he says, okay, we're going to start an RTA, race team allowance. In my opinion, it's not nothing but a union. And we're going to try to, these teams that want to sell, we want to make sure they get the top dollar. Well, okay, what is the top dollar for a BK race? Which I know Ron Devine went through a Chapter 11 bankruptcy there. Okay, what is the top dollar for a furniture road racing team Barney Visser, that is the last year's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship. How do you value that team? And then you decline a comment to let everybody know what you're trying to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch what I say, but just my opinion, uh, it, it 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 don't sell over well with me. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a fine line, isn't it, Tim? Uh, between good and bad, it, it really is. And I, I, I can understand part of it, but I, uh, you, these these owners have to get some value out of their teams, and you know who's who's making that, you know, value. Who's setting the the value of each team and what they're actually worth? So, uh, yeah, that's a tough call, boy. <laughs> Exactly, Bart. And you know who? Who am I to say? I'm just old redneck country boy living here in Talladega. But you know, that's my opinion, and uh, I might be wrong. And uh, to apologize to your listeners, that's my opinion. That's not the opinion of Ruddy Magalite and Mark Chatham, Mark and Jeff on this show. That's Tim Despain's opinion with the Pit Stop Radio. And you know, I don't. I don't know what the fix is. I don't. But I do know Rob Coffin was a part of Michael Waltrip Racing, which brought Michael Waltrip Racing down. I will say that. So uh, that's my two cents on Rob Coffin. And well-spoken, Tim, and uh, understandable. Uh, 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 we, we appreciate all opinions on this show. Uh, whether we agree with them or not, we will never say, but... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you made up a very interesting points, and and that they need to be those points and, and questions need to be answered, Tim. 
exactly. And I uh, I apologize for saying it on your on y'all show, but I sort of walked walk, walked off into it. And if I hurt anybody's feelings, you know, that's just my opinion. They're like, you know what? Everybody's got one. That's right. All right, we all thank y'all for we all be rich if we had paid for our opinions, Tim. You got that right, Mark. And guys, thank Thank y'all for having me again. Thank y'all, and thank y'all for thank y'all for what y'all do for the Speedway Digest Radio Network. I'll let y'all get to y'all's other guests, and uh, I'll just sit back and listen. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Tim. Thanks, Tim. All right, we got Jeff back. We're just kind of hanging around here waiting on uh, Christian to get out of class and and give us a call here, which is just a few minutes away. Sounds like a plan. He has has one wing win uh, coming, or is it two wins? He's got two wins. He won the Salem race in the spring. In the spring. And, and uh, uh, I can't remember the second race. Springfield. Okay, Springfield. Um, yeah, it was won by the other Venturini driver, uh, the young man they brought in who was a midget driver. Logan. First win. Yeah, Levy. Five. Levy. Uh, Logan Levy. Hey, he uh, finished that race second behind Chandler. He was pushing... Chandler, uh, Christian for that race. He was. You know, he was kind of called one of the dirt track ringers, and he sure, sure showed his uh, his proudest on the dirt those two races, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He sure did. So we, I think- uh you know, uh, MDM and Venturini's has had a pretty decent year. Well, I think the only other team to win this year, Rowdy, would be uh, Wintron with Justine. I think everybody right. between uh, Venturini and, and uh, the Venturini teams and the MDM teams, uh, they've pretty much dominated this year, haven't they? They have. They have. You know, I guess the the high for the year for me is to see all the composite body cars, how close to a car that you could buy on Monday morning looks. They really look good, and they race phenomenal. I think we've had some great racing. Well, we have the... uh, we're able to see the cars up close and personal, Rowdy, and to see the difference between a composite body car and the old steel body car, uh, one quick glance and you can tell the difference up close. From a distance, you really can't. But the the composite body cars are so much uh, uh, aerodynamics, the uh, the downforce, uh, the whole package. Uh, and it equalizes, and it helps equalize out the, the the starting field with the with the engine package, the tire package, and the body package. Rowdy, uh, it's being copied by other racing series already. It is. We're seeing it implemented in 
in Xfinity, and it, it, nobody's complained a bit. No, in fact, it's been high praise for the composite body in Xfinity, and also the engine program and the truck series. Uh, all the leg work and all the experimental work was done by the ARCA engine, and uh, they were able to go right in and uh, from the very beginning and, and be competitive against the legacy engine. So uh, I've noticed a few more teams in, in the truck series this year, and I think part of that's the, uh, the engine program and the expense that it saves the teams, Rowdy. Yeah. Well, you know, they've got to the one-day shows, which I can see where it cut, cuts costs, but, boy, it makes for a – I'm like Tim. It makes for a long day. It does, Rowdy. Well, you know what? For us, it's a long day at the racetrack. Is a one-day or a two-day show? If it's a two-day show, it's two long days at the races. So uh, it doesn't matter to us. We're there. But – uh the more the merrier as far as we're concerned yeah well crews had to pack the cars their their cars back into trailers and head that way it's this it, makes for a long day didn't it's try done. to drive home but the cost effectiveness is is just so hard to outweigh rowdy uh so just saving the costs on overnight stays alone for a team is uh that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, you know, when you start dragging around seven to twelve people and get them in a motel room and flights out and transportation. Ooh. Well, I just today booked a room, our room for uh, for the All American Four Hundred, and uh, that's just the three of us, and uh, we, we're, we're sharing a room. And uh, between the three of us, that won't be a bad deal. But if you're picking up the tab for a whole team, Rowdy, and you add on to what I just paid for the single night, that's a that's a nice chunk of change that the team has to pay out. Uh, then you have to feed them on top of that. So uh, it just all starts adding up. Yep. Sure does, Mark. It, it makes for one expensive weekend. It does. Uh, you, you, you just, you know, you just think of the race car and, and the costs and all that alone. It's it's the outside costs that really add up on you. Uh, so yeah, those one day shows, they, they may be tough on the teams, but they're easier on the pocketbook. And that's one of the reasons they're doing them. Yeah. Well, understand why, but it still makes for, it really makes for a 36 hour job. If you take driving, getting there and, Trying to get back home. It does, but you know, you 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 get it figured out. You get your system in place, and everything just kind of goes, and uh, you just do it. Uh, a lot of windshield time. We're familiar with a lot of windshield time between the three of us, Rowdy. Isn't that the truth? 
guys. That is definitely the truth. So, I yeah, I, shot, uh, shot I'll be going Christian south I'll be heading south on I-65 quite a bit the next few weeks, and I'll be heading north on Interstate 90 towards the north woods uh, three times in the next three weeks. So, yeah, we, we put some road time in, that's for sure. Well, it's worth it when you get there. Salem wasn't a bad drive because I hadn't no, been nowhere in a while. Salem's not bad for either one of us. Uh, it's not quite halfway, but uh, it's about the closest track we have for halfway for the two of us. So, Plus, the racing is so darn good at Salem, and the people at Salem, and the campers at Salem, the whole atmosphere at Salem. Yeah, we had a great time, didn't we, guys? We did. We did. And you had a good time uh, after we left Saturday night, I understand. Yeah, hung around a little bit, went to some campgrounds with some folks that don't meet strangers, so which pretty much fits into my game scheme anyway. Yeah, he's like, hey, we don't know them. Let's go meet them, find out who they are, why they're here. We had a good time. It's just fun, Roddy Maglite profile, that's all. That's right. That's right. Well, did the professor get mad at Christian and hold him over late tonight? <laughs> you know what? What what these kids go through, and they're all pretty good students, from what I understand. Uh, Christian Chandler, uh, Carson Koppel. Uh, You know, all these young kids, uh, they're all in school. They're all doing, and they're all doing pretty well in school also. So, uh, you, you know, they're, they're getting their education in, in more ways than one, not just in the books. Uh, their racing education, too, has uh, got these kids being a lot more, you just think they're older than they really are. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. You're exactly right, Mark. You know, when we were when we were talking with Travis Koppel yesterday at the racetrack, and we were talking about his son and the racing and all this, and uh, he's even amazed what what his son's able to do and, and has accomplished in a short period of time. Uh, you know, you, you look at him; he's a he's a typical teenage boy, and he does typical teenage stuff. Then he gets behind the wheel of a high-powered super late model, and he goes out and he wins. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, Rowdy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like uh, Chandler said last week. He don't he don't do a lot of sim racing no more, and over try to overthink the racetrack. Uh, right. I think a lot of the uh, the new drivers do a lot of of uh, computer racing, ICM racing, gets them ready for the track. I think it's just another tool, another way to familiarize themselves with what they are doing, Rowdy. Uh, uh, I guess some 
will be more, you know, apt to using it than others. Uh, Chandler evidently is uh, one who prefers to to do it live. So, you know, that's so whatever works for him. Uh, yeah. each, each one of these guys is different and each, you know, everything's going to work different for them. Well, all right, guys, we got y'all, y'all headed over to see David Derry's show at Rockford Speedway this weekend. We are rowdy. Uh, Jeff and I will be meeting up Saturday and Sunday at the Rockford Speedway and, uh, North Central Illinois. Uh, if you're in southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois, come on out. Like I said, check out the schedule of racing they have. They have every the, the divisions they're running this weekend. There's something for everybody, Rowdy. Uh, check it out. Go out and see your favorite stuff. Uh, the weather's supposed to be pretty decent this weekend. Nice fall weather. Uh, the heat's over, I believe, for us. We may have one more hot stretch, but I think we're pretty much done with 80, 90-degree days after this weekend. So we'll, uh, we're looking forward to it. The racing's good. It, uh, uh, they, they just put on boom, 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 one race after another. It's a full show. And they always have some action going on the track sometime or another, all evening long or all afternoon long. So... Uh, they've been doing it for 70-some years, and they're doing it pretty well. So take advantage of their uh, their expertise and go out and see some races this week at Rockford Speedway. Jeff, what about you, my man? Uh, like Mark said, Rockford Speedway. Uh, it's something we've always gone to for many years now. Uh it's like it's like a staple. We try to get the Rockford Speedway for the National Short Track Championship. Um, it brings, uh, like I was reading today, what it was meant to be to bring your best Wisconsin, some of your Wisconsin drivers and your Northern Illinois uh, super late model drivers for for a fall race, and it's a great race. So if you can get there, get out and see it because it's a great and Rockford's a great little facility too. So. If you can get out to Rockford, come on out. It would be a great race yeah, and a great open, time. Being an open competition race, I think, Jeff, it allows a, a, a wider variety of drivers to uh, to enter the event and be part of it. And uh, you're right, the North versus the South, Wisconsin versus Illinois, and all points in between, uh, they really go at it. And uh Rockford's just, yeah, the Short Track Championships is unique and special event, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, guys, I got a, a friend request from Nexus Racewear today, and uh, I think they they uh, do fire suits and uh, apparel for race teams. So get on there and check that out. And uh, they said they were going to be listening tonight. Give them a shout-out for stopping by and checking us out. Thank you, everybody. Where's the fire suit that we talked to except for us? True, but if they do other race apparel, maybe they can help us out with some Rowdy Maglite shirts, Rowdy. Yep. Yeah, they do team apparels also. We're uh, 
Jeff and I were talking about a little bit about that this weekend, and we we the three of us need to sit down and talk about possibly having a T-shirt, possibly being able to to be purchased that says the Rowdy Maglite Show on it. Yep. So, sounds good to me, guys. Well, it's in the works. We're we're, we're at least talking about it, folks, and that's uh, right. Well, well, you'll be the first to know when we decide to do something like that. Well, Mark, I just asked Jeff for his last comments. What about you, my man? I'm gonna we're, we're gonna ease out of here. Christian must have got tied up in the class, and uh, that's too bad. But it's been a great show, anyways. Uh, uh, it's Monday night. Uh, we're signing off on another show. Uh, uh, it was a tough week last week at short track racing with the loss of Greg Hodnett and uh, uh, rest in peace. Thoughts go out to you and your family. And uh, we're looking to the future. We're looking forward to being at the racetrack this weekend and the weekends in the future. And, uh, if you're at the if you're at Rockford this weekend, look for Jeff or I. We'll be there. You'll see us. We'll have our rowdy shirts on. You guys will be able to spot us. Come by and say hello. Uh, and until next week, Rowdy, we'll see you, buddy. Hey, I will keep my light shining, guys. Keep that light shining bright. I found a love. I found a way.